Cool. Okay, so here I am today on the second episode of Conversations with Cameron, which I found out this week probably wasn't the best title because there are a ton of podcasts that start with Conversations With, (laughs) but we're rocking with it. And on this second episode, I have Mark Goins, a.k.a. Mark Hammond, as he's known on Instagram and whatnot. Uh, He is a worship drummer based out of Jackson, Mississippi, and just a phenomenal drummer. I've known him for, I'd say, a few months, maybe maybe a year or so now. Yeah, Yeah, Um, about, about a year, I think. Yeah, so he's just a phenomenal drummer, and I'm really excited to have a hang with him today. Dude, I'm stoked to the max to be here. Uh, let's get this thing started. Heck yes. So to start off, Mark, just tell me a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, uh, how long you've been playing drums and things like that. Man, uh, I've been uh, I've been living in Jackson, Mississippi my entire life. I'm 22 now. Uh, I grew up, uh, raised here all my life. Um, I've been playing drums for 10 years now this year. Um, I started started back in um, uh, uh, 2010, obviously. Uh, and we, uh, we, my family moved to this church uh, that's based in Clinton, Mississippi. And um, we, like, that was the first time I ever was exposed to uh, drums in church. And, uh, mm-hmm. So uh, the drummer there was actually one of my best friends, uh, Zeke, Zeke Friedemann. He um, uh, he was actually 12 years old at the time, I think, playing drums <laughs> in our church. And uh, uh, he was going to move up to um, like playing guitar for the worship team. And they were like, well, we need a drummer. And I, I'd never even touched a drum set before in my life. But uh, um, he put me behind a kit and... I don't know, man, the rest of history. That's pretty, that's pretty incredible to go from kind of no interest in it, maybe necessarily, and just kind of go straight into it, just kind of like, hey, we need a drummer, and then fall into it. Yeah, yeah. I I played, I played like piano uh, for Mm -hmm. seven years before then. uh, Against my will. um, Thanks, my dad. (laughs) And they, uh, uh, I picked up, I picked up bass and uh, electric from from that because piano is kind of like the uh, mm-hmm. the key to all instruments, basically. Uh, and so drums just kind of was the last one I picked up, um, but it came most naturally for me. So right, yeah, that's cool that you were able to have that musical background and bass because I'm sure that helped a ton and yeah. the fact that it came naturally i mean it definitely shows in your playing you know the, the that, stuff man. that i've seen and heard it's really incredible man thank you very much that's i was over overselling it for sure but i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, but um so you are a primarily a worship drummer right yeah so tell me a little bit about that and kind of your approach to worship drums and keeping it fresh for you while also, you know, doing your job as part of the praise and worship team. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, so like I said, I started off playing in the church. Uh, that's, that's just been my upbringing all my life and, um, had a lot of, uh, really great influences, uh, throughout the years. So one, my friend Zeke, but also, um, we got like David Whitworth from Bethel, uh, Joe Falk mm-hmm. from Bethel, um, Josh Fisher from Jesus Culture. Um, those are kind of the, I mean, early on, people like Lars Ulrich from Metallica kind of started <laughs> me off, but I no right. longer kind of uh, associate myself with that. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, those guys from like Bethel and Jesus Culture and uh, some guys from Hillsong were huge in like pushing me um also like to shout out matt griner from august burns red for uh, Mm -hmm. also pushing me a lot at at a young age um but uh 
Yeah, the older I got, the more um, I the more I didn't feel pushed by modern worship drumming. Uh, I don't know if uh, you or any of the listeners here uh, have uh, listened to a lot of modern worship music, but it's not the most it's not the most creative (laughs) uh music out there so i've lately i've really been taking uh different styles from secular music and trying to throw it into my um my repertoire (laughs) if you like Uh call it that uh the in my like my everyday drumming for even for church on sunday mornings um i've been trying to just Keep it fresh, uh, keep it tasteful in every way that I can. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm really glad you went there, too, because that was kind of what I was hinting at. And I'm glad you picked up on that when I was saying keep it fresh, yeah. because like you said, worship drumming, <laughs> it can be it can be pretty uh, repetitive and pretty, you know, just the same right yeah pretty the song often starts and off real soft every, this is every yeah. worship song song starts off soft and then let's do a little simple build on the floor time here we go <laughs> and then you just you build it let's throw a bass drum in there crash on the snare and ride <laughs> like just yeah keeping it fresh is super important just for me personally but also what do i feel like uh like how, sorry how do i feel like i can use my gifts that the lord has given me to enhance the song or mm-hmm. better communicate with the congregation uh stuff like that so yeah right yeah and i think that's super important in terms of like worship music because Absolutely. um i i know that a big draw for me like i've been a christian since i was young like i grew up in the church yeah and I was always involved in it. But, you know, as even before I started playing drums about four and a half years ago, I just loved music. Like I listened to music constantly and I knew I wanted to do something with music. Yeah. And I tried out all kinds of instruments before I found drums and was awful at all of mm. them. But like I had a little kid's drum set that was given to me before I even tried other instruments. And I just would always go back to that. And then eventually I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to actually do this. And so in terms of like getting involved with the church and stuff, I've always loved music. So worship music was a draw, but also it was like, right. wow, I feel like I can't connect to this because it's all the same stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, you know, starting to actually try to play it myself more and, you know, do my own thing with it, that's helped a lot. And I found myself playing to it more and more in my just everyday practice yeah, time. Now. Yeah. That's awesome, man. One of my proudest moments in my life was one, one Sunday morning, we were playing no longer slaves, uh, by Bethel. Mm-hmm. And, um, I threw in, in like into the second verse, uh, I threw in the verse drum lick from learning how to love my colony house. And it, it worked so well that I was just like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even do it during practice. But, uh, it worked out. And, uh, I, you know, what you, you're doing something really good when your worship leader looks at you and gives you a stank face. Like, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. that's so good. I recommend trying it out. It's a it's a good one. Yeah, I um, my girlfriend and I, we go to different churches because uh, I've been going to the church that I went to forever and hers to her church before we even met. But now my pastor is actually, he's about to move on and go to another church somewhere else. He doesn't really know where he's being called to go right now, which is crazy. But he says he feels the need to go on somewhere else and and do something with another church. So I feel like this is an opportunity to maybe which I love my church, yeah. but I feel like it's an opportunity to get involved at Catherine's church where they're more forward with their praise and worship team. And they have a want and a need for more like steady drummers, not steady as in like playing consistent, right. like yeah, yeah. playing mean, wise, but as in actually being able to be there to play. So I feel like that door is kind of starting to open up, especially after all this quarantine stuff is done. Yeah. 
I'd like to go in there and, and try to play some with, with that church. And, you know, I, I think it would be a very cool opportunity and worship music is starting to grow on me more and more, especially as I play yeah. it more. Yeah, absolutely. I feel you on that. Dude, that's a, that's a cool, that's a big step to take um, for sure. Uh, my church currently is, uh, we have maybe 120, maybe 140 on a good Sunday. Uh, but um, mm-hmm. I love it. It's a great community. Um, and because it's so small, we we're able to experiment a lot more with uh, music. Uh, I don't know how you'd say it. Like just experimenting with like remixing worship songs and getting uh-huh. them like, what, how can we put our own personal flair into this song? Like uh, having a smaller congregation really, uh, helps out with that a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty awesome that, like you said, your congregation size, like it's not, I wouldn't call it small by any means, but compared to a lot of churches that have like praise and worship teams with the drums in it, just like coming from my experience around here in North Carolina, yeah. most of the time, if you have like less than a hundred, you know, people in the congregation on a given Sunday, your praise and worship team isn't like what would be at say your church with like drums and you know electronic stuff it's more like maybe singing hymns where the words are you know on the screen or something or you know recorded version so i think it's pretty cool that even with what you would call a smaller congregation you're able to have a full praise and worship team that's able to you know do those things and experiment and see what works with your congregation. For sure. Uh, that's super no cool. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so here's a question. Yeah. When, when you play on Sunday, what is your rig rundown? Well, man, I'm sitting behind it right now. Uh, Cause this is the only place with good Wi-Fi and uh, <laughs> uh, qu- like quietness. Cause I'm, I'm in a cage right now. Uh, but um, right now, uh, I'm sitting behind my Ludwig Classic Maple. Um, it's got a, a white, a vintage white marine pearl finish on it. Uh, as me and you have talked mm-hmm. about before, probably the sexiest drum wrap. Yes, but, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, the sizes are a 13 by 9, 16 by 16, 24 by 14. Um, Mm-hmm. All Remo heads. I was never a huge Evans guy, even at my beginning days, you know. Um, so I got the vintage Emperors on there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to the Memphis Drum Shop. I don't know if they'll ever hear this. but Heck yes. Uh, the, I bought some Istanbul's from them two years ago. I got a um, 24-inch Exist Natural Ride. And a 22 exist crash, which is probably one of my favorite things in the world right now. And then um, <laughs> I have a pair of 16 inch uh, traditional hats. And then um, mm-hmm. my snare right now, I've uh, I've talked to you about this before. My girlfriend Lauren, I don't know if she'll ever hear this e- uh, either, but um, uh, she <laughs> her dad is a drummer, and he. Uh, well, he he's kind of been retired for a while, but he used to like gig a lot back in the day, and um, he had this '83. I want to say there's no serial number on it, but in, like an '83, '82 Black Beauty six and a half by fourteen. And I've been he he gave it to me to um to fix up, and uh, <laughs> I've been rocking with that for a while now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. Also, just like you said, shout out to Memphis Drum Shop. They, because of you and them, is why I have my Istanbul Exist series. I have a twenty-inch ride and yeah. an eighteen-inch crash, and I love them so much. And I also have the fourteen-inch hats Exist. But tell me about those sixteen-inch traditional man. Um... Uh, I would play them for you, but I'm, I'm sure it would not do the justice through the <laughs> microphone. But um, man, uh, 
I, I kind of was teetering between I, I my previous hats were these eighteen inch pawn shop symbols. Whoa! Like they, I, I mean, I, oh I would gosh. just go to like USA Pawn on like off the highway, super <laughs> sketchy place, just looking for anything that I could possibly get for like a bargain and stuff like that. But uh, they they sound okay, but they're compared to like an actual pair of hi-hats they're they're trash but um uh, right yeah these i think they just have like a really nice dark um yet crisp um sound about them that uh kind of uh i was just drawn to them uh there's maybe Mm -hmm. three other hi-hats that i would maybe consider getting and that'd be like uh Maybe some heartbeat symbols. Uh, maybe they're um, eighteen mm-hmm. inch, maybe sixteen inch classic uh, symbols, or uh, um, the thirtieth anniversary sixteen inch hats from Istanbul. One mm-hmm. of those three. So you, yeah, you like the. I big do. Hats, yeah, huh? I played some fourteens before, and they they just didn't cut it for the type of music that I like to play. So, yeah, mm-hmm. understandable. Yeah. Yeah, I I really love Istanbul. Um, their exist line is super great for, you know, the drummer who doesn't have the, right, the yeah. budget for the like crazy yeah. symbols. But in my opinion, for the money that you spend on the exist line, they are the Absolutely. best symbols in the world Amen, for that brother. budget. Amen. I, I, I am currently, I'm currently saving up to get the Joey Warrenker ride. The 24 inch that thing is just a mm-hmm. monster and there's a reason why all, literally all of my favorite drummers use that ride so i'm gonna have to right i have to save up and get it and then um i'm also looking to get a six and a half by 14 superphonic because between that mm-hmm. and the black beauty like they're the the two most famous snare drums in the world like you couldn't even argue for yeah. anything else uh like they've been on more recording sessions than anything uh but yeah i'm I'm gonna save up and get some of those but um yeah that's my that's my sunday rig um currently then i have like a tambourine shaker every now and and a cowbell that i never (laughs) use but it's for more for comedic purposes yeah yeah So that's your Sunday rundown. What are you normally playing like in your practice time or if you have a gig or something that's outside of church? Well, uh, I, I got I, I live in a house with uh, four other roommates, so I'm not able to practice too much at home. But uh, I do have um, my Risen kit at the house. Uh, it's currently sitting in some <laughs> soft cases. Uh, they're well protected, but... Um, uh, uh, they're, uh, I've ta- I've, I know I've talked with you about them, but the uh, they're the Rainbow uh, Salesman custom painted kits that uh, beautiful. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh, uh, that uh, Will Chapman from Colony House uh, played on. I, they, it was a headliner tour, but it wasn't the only the Lonely tour. Uh, it was, it was like their live yeah in something like that uh, tour, but. Um, we saw them in uh, Tuscaloosa and he was playing those drums. And right whenever I got home, I was like, man, if you ever sell these, hit me up. And then yeah. like, out of nowhere, <laughs> four months later, he was like, Hey, if you want your shot to get these drums, here's a, here's a number you need to call. And uh, I called him and man, it was, uh, I don't regret it for a second. Cause it's something that I can pass down to my kids. It's they sound and look amazing, mm-hmm. and yeah. So then that's the kid I'll take on like gigs and stuff like that because these drums mm-hmm. that I'm sitting behind right now will be like at the church for a while or something like that. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely a unique for sure. kit. It's no doubt, custom painted. Which if anyone knows anything about the sales, the Ludwig salesman kit. It's that those colors, but it's a wrap to like show what different right. wraps you yeah. could get for yeah. your drum set. But the Risen kit, it's custom painted. It's no wrap. 
It's seamless with the lines. I mean, it's really it's something to look at. Something else, and I I don't regret that purchase for a second. So, <laughs> and you got to play at those on those drums at a colony house. Show, Indeed, did I did, Cam- Cameron. Uh, yeah, uh, I was gonna see if I could go without mentioning it, but uh, yeah, um, I had to I, bring I it on. It's a, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> at that same Tuscaloosa show, I was uh. uh able to i just held up a sign that said hey will i want to play 220 uh with you guys and <laughs> uh they pulled me on stage and it, it was where i peaked in life for for now so <laughs> i think the only moment that will surpass it is like my wedding day or something like that but uh, yeah <laughs> well definitely shout out will and colony house for that they are and the boys. shout out ch Shout out to uh, CH Band Fam because she posted that video, and that's how I found you on Instagram. True that, we Carly. That's, that's my so, girl. Yeah. So shout out Carly at CH Band Fam on Instagram because she's helped me make a lot of connections to other drummers yeah. that I now yeah. call friends, like Isaac Uncafer. I don't know if you know him, but. Uh, I told him about you actually when we first met because I was like, now I have another drummer <laughs> friend through Colony House. So. Oh man, yeah, that that page is fantastic, and uh, she she's for real blowing up, and uh, she's doing things right right now. So mad mad respect for Carly. Yeah, definitely. So talk to me a little bit. I know you mentioned some of the the Bethel drummers and the Jesus Culture drummers. Who are some of your biggest inspirations when it comes to music that's not praise and worship? Well, man, uh, uh, yeah, obviously uh, Will Chapman. Uh, he's he's a huge one. Um, uh, let, man, let's see. As far as modern drummers go, I mean, I, like, I honestly couldn't tell you by their names, but I, I mean, uh, like of the bands that I listen to, like I listen to, um, mm-hmm. I Harrison, uh, Burgess, uh, he's, he's a huge one, um, from Ban Camino, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I listen to Coin a lot, but I'm not really sure what their drummer's name is, but, uh, oh, his, his name is Ryan, uh, Ryan it's Ryan something, okay, yeah, well, shout out to Ryan, uh, <laughs> Oh, he's yeah, great. Um, he's good. Honest Men. I don't know their drummer's name either, but uh, they're a fantastic smaller band. Um, I think they're based out of Texas, but Honest Men, great band. Um, yeah, I'll have to look them up. Fantastic. They're for how big they are. Their sound quality and their like uh, production um, quality is incredible. Uh, you, if you ever get the chance to bump them in the car, don't don't pass that up. Uh, but they, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Honest Men. Uh, and who else? Um, honest, a lot of older drummers like are huge for me. Uh, uh, Steve Jordan it, it has recently become one of my mm-hmm. biggest influences as far as just like grooving and being simplistic and built like building on your like your timing and stuff like that like steve jordan is uh a big one right now um nate smith uh i don't know who he plays with most uh or he plays with both peck mostly but um nate nate smith mm-hmm. he's, he's an incredible, incredible drummer, yeah. drummer ludwig yeah. artist um uh, but uh mm-hmm. oh man um some of the older drummers, like Bernard Purdy, uh, incredible drummer. Uh, the 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 Purdy Shuffle. If you need to look up anything, um, uh, <laughs> obviously you can't you can't not say John Bonham. Uh, uh, of course, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that John Bonham's drum sizes are like the biggest influence for. Almost all the music yeah. that I love right now, like, it, just a massive kick drum, big tom, massive big bass, cymbals, yeah, everything. It's he he's like the father of it all, right there. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so John Bomb, uh, Thomas Lang, um, uh, 
Stuart Copeland. Um, mm-hmm. Man, uh, all these, all these inspira- uh Oh man, um, Simon Phillips. Good night, Simon Phillips is just a, a nightmare <laughs> on the drums. He's a fantastic drummer for Toto. Um, what a man! Uh, but uh, anyway, so that's that's probably my secular influences yeah. uh, on drums right now. Yeah, we were talking a while back about Steve Jordan and John Bonham because we were working on like two completely different things i had asked you kind of like what you were working on and you were like steve jordan right yeah. how to, you know groove and keep things simplistic and i was like oh wow because i'm trying to do like john bottom stuff and try to spice everything up and oh, go yeah. like crazy with it so you know it's it's cool to see you know you've been playing for 10 years and i've been playing for yeah around four and just to see you know the different things and the different progressions you go through and what you learn over time and how people progress. It's, it's pretty interesting to me because, you know, you've learned a bunch of the crazy things and you can know how to get wild and add barely, barely so much to the point, (laughs) but like so much to the point where you're like, okay, how do I just make stuff sound good while being simple with it? Because I mean, that's, you know, we mentioned the drummer for Coin. He does yeah. a great job of that. He doesn't have all those. I mean, he has some pretty, you know, complex stuff, but the a good majority of his drum parts right. are pretty simple, straightforward. But he knows which right. context to play them in, and it sounds Absolutely. great. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find his name now. Um, he plays open-handed, Dude, like Will Chapman. Will, Will, something I've open-handed been practicing. Like, you open up a whole new, uh, a whole new world uh, behind the kit whenever you can do that. Um, just uh, strengthening that left hand, or if you're left-handed, switch it over, play right-handed. Whatever you want to do. Um, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to Will briefly about that one time when i got the chance to talk to him and i just kind of assumed that he was left-handed and that's why he played that way i was like so you're left-handed right he was like no i just wanted to be able to reach more of my kit so i learned to play drums this way i was like that's that's like super cool that's that's like carter uh, carter beauford from uh um yes yeah Dave Matthews names are slipping out of my mouth right now. Can't can't think of any. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's something I've been pushing myself on for sure. Yeah. Like open handed playing, um, mm-hmm. it's definitely a good art like a uh, bit of ammunition to have in your arsenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Coin's drummer is Winnin'. Ryan. Ryan Women. Women, bro. Yes, Ryan Women. Yeah, very cool. Very cool guy. Cool drummer. He's got a lot of cool tattoos yeah. that I tattoos. really like. That's that. That could be a pod that you could talk about right there. The conversations with tatted up Cameron. No. <laughs> tatted <laughs> up my one tat. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I do not. Do you have uh, any tattoos? I am. Um, I'm a very indecisive person, so. Like e- even when it came <laughs> down to buying the rainbow kit, like uh, it took me about six months to actually decide to like spend that money on it. Uh, <laughs> but like tattoos, I'd I'd totally get one, but I I would need to like really think about it and decide like, hey, what's something that I'm not gonna regret, and what's something that I think is You're right not going to be distracting uh or anything like that so but i'm i'm all for them mm-hmm. yeah. i definitely want more but i'm sort of like you in that sense uh yeah. when it comes to indecisiveness less so with maybe like tattoos but i definitely get that for with sure. drums like i'm constantly on craigslist oh, reverb and i'll like yep save and yep. favorite all these <laughs> sets and i i'll never get any of them but i'm like yep. i want to yep. look at them every Dude, day that's 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 the life of a gearhead for sure 
constantly because you and I we sing oh, yeah. drums back yeah. and forth pretty often. You know, we'll go we'll have dry spells, but just when like it kicks in five or six, we're five or six, like kids three kits a day, back to back, back, just like, oh, dude, check out this one. Yeah, right, man. What bums me out about reverb is like when you watch them and they sell, it doesn't tell you that it sells. Yeah. It just disappears from your watch. So like, so like, I'm like, whoa, they're two listings short now. Like, what happened? What drums like, were they? Man, How reverb. much did they sell hey, for? Mad, Why didn't mad I get them? to reverb, reverb right there. Like they, they need to, <laughs> they need to work on that. Give us some like warning or something. I don't know. Yeah, for real. Like. Depop at least still has the stuff yeah, after it yeah. sells, so you can see it. But like, reverb just disappears. Shots, it. Man, it's all that about wasn't the right word, now. but just, <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, you had that when Risen sold that kit, like oh, a year yeah, and a half the, uh, ago or something. Kit. You had the yeah. screenshot, and I was oh that okay. That reminds me, I really you know you have a twenty four by 14 or 14 yeah. by 24 however you want to say yeah. it uh kick drum and i really want one super bad i've always loved how they sound in recordings i wanted one so bad and i was like you know what i'm not gonna shell out the money for like a custom kit or to buy like a full kit that has that drum just for that i'm gonna search and maybe see if i can like renovate Dude. like an older one or yeah, something and just bring it back kid. to life yeah. Or and a jelly bean or an orphan kid. Heck yeah. like, I don't know what they call them nowadays, but uh, uh-huh. something like that. Because I was looking into that, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to shoot Risen an email oh, really? and see how much it would be to get a brand new custom one. And I got the email back, and I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. I just need to get the full kit if I'm going to do this. It was a That's grand for the kick drum. drum. Man. Yeah. Like, I... I get, like, you have to factor in, like, because that was shipping and everything, too. But it was, like, they did it weird because it was, like, $50 shipping, $950 drop. <laughs> I mean, it, they're, they're great. But yeah, yeah, shout out to them, Grady, though. They're great. Uh, uh, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Kenevin, I think is mm-hmm. it is. But, uh, man, Grady, yeah. Grady has treated me incredibly nice. well throughout the last, like, a year and a half that I think I've been in contact with him. But, uh. Yeah, they're they're a great brand, great guys. Definitely, I definitely want to invest in a kit from them, yeah. most likely at some point in, in the next, yeah. you know, in the years to come. Not anytime soon, but if I'm going to go custom, it's either going to oh, be yeah, them sure. or CNC. Is there any other custom brands that you have your eye on? Because there's so many out there. Like, man, I use, yeah. I used to be really oh, yeah. into SJC drums, um, but, you know, and with custom drums, you can get whatever sizes you want, but they're, like, traditional, what they normally make, just for size configurations that I yeah. just didn't it's, play and wasn't a fan of. So it's like I a kind 20 of away by, from that. like, 32-inch kick drum, just, like... <laughs> Just super <laughs> yeah. low, like right. they are the Travis super Barker long. drums. That's my best description of them. Like, yeah, like respect uh-huh. to Tra- Travis Barker, but uh, man, uh, I'm not a huge fan right. of your drums. <laughs> Great drummer, but yeah, I like those right, yeah. tall, skinny not bass drums. But, uh, but honestly, you know, I love. If if I'm gonna go custom, I'm gonna go resin or CNC. But other than that, I love my Ludwig's. Yeah. I have a Sonar Bop kit. I don't know if I would buy Sonar again, but I definitely don't yeah. regret this drum set. I love it um, for like a practice oh, yeah. kit with these mesh heads on it. Um, but I definitely would like to get maybe a, a Ludwig Maple kit, yeah. like you have, like the classic Maple. Um, Mine is an orphan kit, actually, that someone, uh, Rico. Man, Ron, yeah, I follow him, too, Rico. Crap, I messed oh. up his name. Yeah. yeah. Rico Costa, he um, he lives in Nashville. He's a worship drummer. He had the kit before me. He bought it from someone yeah. who rewrapped it and everything. They're all three Ludwig standard drums, but they came from yeah. different kits, each three. And... um. 
I wasn't a big fan of the rap, but I got a yeah, pretty killer deal on man. the drums and just rewrapped vintage, it myself. Vintage Marine Pearl, so. man. Yeah. Heck, yeah, yeah. the best rap Absolutely. there is. I mean, as far as Ludwig goes, uh, the vintage uh, Black Oyster, vintage White Marine, or Pink Champagne Sparkle. Mm-hmm. Those... Oh, they're so oh, you know the pink so champagne sparkle. Oh, it's nice. If you can, if you find a vintage kit uh, with a, a champagne sparkle wrap on it, oh, that that's hard mm-hmm. to pass up. That really is. Yeah, oh, I saw yeah. that one. I sent it to you on Instagram. It had been posted for like two days, and it wasn't a vintage one though. I think it was a newer yeah. kit, but it had that wrap. And I DM'd the guy because they didn't oh, yeah. say on the post if it was sold or not. And the listing was like two days old. I was like, has this sold? He was like, oh, my it sold. Was that on like Nelson Drum Shop? I can't remember. No, it was. It came up on my Explore page. It was some drum shop in huh. New Jersey that I'd never heard of before. And they didn't have a ton of followers either. So for like that small of a page to sell Man, something in two hours, tough. you know it's that's good. A, that's a tough L right there. But – but they, shout out also they, Nelson they, Drum Shop. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't wait to go there. Once the Rona is over, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit them up <laughs> like lightning. <laughs> it's so amazing. I went in January, and it was just out of this world. the The people there were so nice, you know. Oh yeah, and they joke with you. Um, I came <laughs> in. And I was, like, nervous at first. I was like, I don't want to just hop on a kit. And the guy was like, dude, hop on any kit. If you see a kit that you want to play that's put up, we'll bring it down. And then as soon as I sat down at a kit, he was like, oh, I meant any kit but that one. And I was like, what? And then he just laughed. I was like, oh, these guys dude, are Dude, fun fact. Awesome. I learned so, this the other day. I was watching one of their uh, kind of jam videos that they post on, uh, like, YouTube. And Garrison Burgess. Mm-hmm. Got his start. Like, Ban Camino found him, uh, I think, through Nelson Drum Shop. They, uh, he was their video guy. If you look at their credits Whoa. for um, uh, some of Will's videos, Garrison is their video guy. I didn't uh-huh. know that. It blew me away. Yeah. That's insane. I didn't know that either. Videos. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah, those those videos of Will Jam. Yeah. I watch Garrison, them Garrison's pretty a often. Renaissance man, he can do everything. Yeah, he's super good. Hey, how about that shenanigans man, going on with the band that Camino? Is, that's tough. That's um, pretty wild. We, we might, might not need to get into it on here, but uh, man, yeah. No, yeah, not specifics, but it's just kind of. Yeah, it's crazy how yeah. stuff happens so quickly and it comes out. Sure. It's like, but, wow. Uh, my uh, my prayers but, go out to Graham. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, my prayers go out to them to find another basis as good as hell. But uh, man, I've seen like a couple <laughs> of uh, audition tapes on Instagram, and uh, uh no one, no one's quite there uh-huh. yet. But uh, may- maybe they'll they'll find some some people. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure they'll find someone good. They are. They're yeah. they're a cool group of guys for sure. The the guys, um, they've put out a lot of good music. Absolutely, in a pretty short time. First time I heard them band. was summer of 2018, and I was uh like full of myself. Just came out. I'm pretty sure. And uh, then mm-hmm. um, that same summer, uh, um, Daphne Blue dropped, and it was just kind of over then, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just took off like an eagle. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the best bird ever. I'm going to be honest with you. When I first found out about Band Camino, I listened to some of their songs, and I was like, I'm just not that into this. And then um, then I heard yeah. 214, which it had been out, but I had heard it for the first yeah. time, and I was like, okay, I really like this. And then when... Uh, try hard came yeah. out. I was yeah. I was pretty full on. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm behind. Yeah, there's all something of about now. songs with numbers in the title that you just gotta love. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no <laughs> Dude, for sure. But 
they they definitely it took a while for them to grow on me, but when they did Absolutely. grow on me, I was yeah. I was sold on them. They're good. Um. So. Wow. We sure did. We just said a bunch of stuff. Um. <laughs> I was gonna ask you something else. I literally had a question on the tip of my tongue. I got you. Oh, okay. Here we go. Um. So you recorded with a project called Sun and Co or Sun and Company. Yeah. I'm assuming Co is short for company. Um, was that just like an idea between a group of friends that you decided, hey, let's just do this one project thing? Or was it something that maybe started as a band that didn't continue? Or is it something that Man, maybe um, continued in the future? So actually, uh, I graduated um, with a girl named Jordan. Um, and her and her husband currently, they, they went to Mississippi College, and um, they started a band called Sun & Co. And um, they, they played around, like, Mississippi College and uh, here and there around Jackson. Um, and they did a small, like, uh, recording um, a couple of years ago, and it didn't turn out quite how they wanted it. And um, eventually, all their other band members left, but they had all these songs that they wanted to record before they just kind of, like, put the lid on it. And um, so they hit up me, um, uh, my one of my best friends, Isaiah Friedemann. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever hear this or not, but uh, he, he's – I would never say this to his face, but he's the best guitarist I know. Um yeah, Isaiah. Um, and Shout then his out, brother Isaiah. Zeke, who taught me drums. Uh, Zeke Friedman. Yeah, Zeke. Uh, getting married. Shout out, soon. Zeke. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, congratulations! Yeah. So Zeke. Um, they contacted us and they were like, "Hey, we want to do this thing. It's going to take. We'll do it over a weekend. Uh, we got all these songs, so we'll do like two or three practices, and then we'll." show up and we'll record them and then just head on home so zeke hopped on bass uh zeke's just a man of, uh, of many skills uh great keyboard player great guitarist great bassist great drummer he can sing kind of badly but uh i won't put i won't hang that over him but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh man it, it was a fun experience for sure um the sound quality of the recording wasn't like a super high end, but it, it was definitely a lot of fun to just jam with those guys. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it wasn't like you said, the sound quality of the recording wasn't the most like high end, but I can assure you it definitely wasn't bad. It sounded, it sounded really good in my opinion because yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all track in a very live together, room. right? That might have had something to do yeah. with it, but <laughs> right. Well, I know it released um, sometime. Yeah, just yeah, I think, toward uh, the end of November last year, right? Like so, so I listened to it on the way home. I was working at a restaurant at the time, and I listened to it maybe two or three days after it came out on yeah. the way home because I hadn't had time before. And as soon as I pulled up in the yard, I texted you. I was like, bro, this is like super good. Like I'm super impressed. Like I knew that you were a good drummer and, but you know, I didn't know anything about any of these other people you were playing music with in this project. And Gabby. her yeah. voice Gabby was Douglas. astonishing to me. Um, the, the lyrics that, were you yeah, yeah. really so I enjoyed them wrote all of the lyrics and uh her Jordan and um Mark Mark Swallow um who I'm actually going to do some drum tracks for pretty soon actually uh, he's he's he works at a church and he's uh writing some worship music that I'm pretty stoked about um but uh yeah they they wrote all the songs uh back whenever they were the original Sun and Co and they just kind of they wanted to re-record some of them, add some new mm -hmm. ones. Uh, but, um, yeah, as far as all the musicians involved, I'm definitely one of the uh, less talented ones. I can assure you that. Uh, 
Yeah, no, that's 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 the truth right there, bro. No, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Sun and Co. Seasons on Spotify. It's uh, it's a good one. Check it out. Go check it out. It's really, really something else. Um, yeah. Well, whenever they put out, you know, some worship music or any kind of music that they do in the future, whether you're on the drums or not, let me know. We'll for sure plug I'd be it super in. interested uh, to hear. Yeah. I don't know when it'll be, Hear but that. it'll be it'll be good when it drops. I can assure you. Yeah, for sure, and always a great opportunity, you know, to hear a for friend yeah, play man. on let, some drums. Let me know whenever uh, uh, Rain Theory drops something else. You, you guys, y'all's uh, y'all's album was killer. Like I'm just saying, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, we're working on some new stuff right now that we're super excited about. I actually saw Zach, our lead singer, today in person oh, for yeah. the first time in like almost a month. And that was super awesome. Uh, we did a podcast with a guy interviewing us as the band. And uh, it was fun to talk about new music that we have on the way. Because, I, I mean, as a drummer, I have progressed what I feel more in the span of time since the EP came out than any other span of time in my drumming career. So I'm excited to lay down drums for new tracks and um, just to kind of show everyone what we're working on. Just like everyone else, I'm incredibly stoked to hear it for sure. Getting those, those killer tones, man. I really appreciate that. Your bass drum sounded great. Uh, uh, Heck yes. I'm going to listen back to it actually on our long way home. But, uh... You, you want to know a cool, quick story about that bass drum? So we recorded the single Where You're Supposed to Be the first time, <laughs> and it was awful. I don't really recommend people listening to the original version. I cringe every time I hear it. But when we went back into the studio to record again, I don't remember which song off the EP we recorded first, but the day we recorded first, I drove to Durham, North oh, yeah. Carolina, which for me is about a two hour drive and bought a bass drum <laughs> off of Craigslist for 50 bucks. It was, it was a Pearl export bass drum, which is a low end Pearl kit. It's like, it's, Pine and poplar wood, I think. So, like, super soft woods. The the guy modified it himself. So, it was a 22 by, like, 18 or something. And he cut it down to, well, what he told me was 12. What I later found out was, like, 11 and a quarter inches. And um, I put a, a Aquarian Super Kit 2 on it because on that's what I put on all of my bass drums. Amen. And I tuned it up and put it in the studio the day I got it. And that thing was thumpy as heck. And I recorded the whole EP with a $50 bass drum that after I took the Rezo head off, I realized that <laughs> he didn't even make the cut straight well, on it. I so can, I, I can assure you, that. I did not notice that but, in the list. Um, so. <laughs> But that's pretty cool Dude, that, that drum, you enjoyed the tones, tones coming from life. that wonky really thing. <laughs> Heck yeah. Dude, um, I just want to say, I want to tell you thank you again for doing this. Um, you're genuinely one of my better friends that I've met through music. Um, most of my friends I've met through music. And that's kind of what I wanted to do with this podcast is kind of highlight some of those friendships Man, and mainly talk, you know, talk drums and stuff. And so uh, it was super fun. Um, totally enjoyed this podcast and I enjoyed talking to you. And dude, absolutely. maybe you'd uh, want to come act- on again one day. This is the Hopefully first you podcast didn't have I've ever done a bad life, experience. So, uh, I'm honored to be on conversations with Cameron. That's my first podcast ever and your second episode. So that's thank you. Uh, that's a real honor. Um, you are a really good friend. I could say the exact same things about you, brother. 
I'm super honored to have you, and I thank you again. Dude, it was the and, most uh, bodacious hang. A super I great say. hang, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? That's that was okay. the most bodacious thing thank to you. ever I say. I say it all ever. the time, and it, 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 it's most fitting right <laughs> now. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um. So one more thing before you go. I meant to do this last week when I was talking to Adrian and then we started talking about Jerry Seinfeld and I totally forgot, but, um, I want just to end out the podcast. I want you to say one piece of advice that you wish you could have given to yourself when you first started playing drums, play to a metronome, practice rudiments. Those are, that is everything. Everything else comes second. Uh, past Mark, please <laughs> practice with a metronome and practice uh, met, uh, <laughs> rudiments. That's everything about life, right there. And maybe invest in more vintage gear. I don't know, something like that. I wish I. Yep. Amen. I, yeah, I wish I would have asked Adrian that last week because you and Adrian were the two that told me practice to a metronome, and I will tell you that piece of advice has helped me as a drummer more than any other piece of advice I've ever received so so thank you for that advice and I hope anyone who plays drums who listens to this who hasn't been doing that will take that advice and run with it hey man well thank you for having me brother this has been a blast and I can't I cannot say that enough absolutely thank you so much man I really enjoyed the whole thing um, real quick, tell everyone where they can find you on your Instagram oh, or man, whatever uh, social media you want to shout out. If you want to, but uh, I'm a big Office fan, so if you get this reference, uh, laugh. But it's a uh, I'm underscore prison <laughs> underscore Mark. So yeah, check it out. Heck yes, very cool, man. And uh, you're gonna have to post a drum video sometime soon because it's been a while. Get off of here, sweet man, dude. Well, happy practicing, and thank you once again. All right, man. Sweet, sounds good.